I'm Brandon Knight, and this is My Seminary Life. Welcome back, everybody. Brandon Knight here, and I'm excited to bring you another episode of My Seminary Life, where we will be talking about a time that I competed in a preaching competition. Uh, This is going to be a great story. I'm really looking forward to sharing it with you all. A bit of housekeeping before we dive into this episode. First off, next week is our final episode in the Revisiting My Old Sermon story arc that we have been doing during our fake summer semester. It has been a good ride going through C.S. Lewis and also some of my old sermons, but I'm going to be taking a couple weeks off here in mid-August. So that way I can prepare for the return of my classes for the fall. The fall semester begins the very last week of August, and it starts off with Systematic Theology 1 for the first eight weeks, and then in the second eight weeks, I'll be doing Discipleship Methods. So uh, first couple weeks going to be a lot of more intellectual head knowledge, while the second eight weeks are going to be a lot more uh, practical, practical based, I would assume. So that'll be good. A little bit of a balance there in my studies and also what we'll be talking about on here. But yeah, a couple weeks off during that time period. And also concerning systematic geekology, we had a meeting last night and it looks like about September is when episodes are going to start dropping. And One of my episodes is one of the first ones up, so I will let you all know when that comes out. Still no spoilers. It's an interesting group of people. I'm excited to be working with them. And I think that's it by way of business, business, business. I'm always looking to change things up and try and make the episodes appealing to you all. So if you ever have suggestions on how to continue to make episodes that are engaging that are topics that you want to hear about. Obviously, once we start school, I'll have to kind of balance that out a bit. But hey, if you ever have questions or you ever have suggestions for how the show can continue to improve, please let me know by going over to our Facebook page. Like that page if you haven't yet, My Seminary Life on Facebook. You can always leave us a message on there or you can head over to our profile on Anchor where you can uh, leave us a voice message because that would be really cool. And yeah, let us know how I can continue to make episodes that are interesting to you all. I want to keep growing the show. I have ideas for how to continue to grow this um, online ministry, I guess you could call it. I, I hate calling myself a content creator only because the word content is so overused. But I want to continue to glorify God through the airwaves, through technology, and I'm always looking for feedback on how to do that. Okay, so revisiting my old sermons. I apologize, but uh, I actually don't have the sermon part for you all today. I don't know what happened. I have done a really good job of keeping, of well, not really keeping, more so hoarding, hoarding everything, hoarding everything. You ask my mom sometimes. I've, I've just kept everything. 
And I have done a really good job of keeping a lot of my old notes for sermons, Bible lessons, whatever it may be, either paper copies or digital copies. And when I went to go get this sermon out, because I could vaguely remember what it was on and what the passage was, vaguely. It was in 1 John. I remember that much. Um, But when I went to go pull it out, I couldn't find a paper copy. And I dug all around on my uh, file, this file that I have of my sermons, and I could not find it on there either. So I don't know what happened. At one point, I had another, I had a flash drive that I kept a lot of this stuff on. And at one point, it just crashed. It died. It never opened again. So I don't know. Maybe it's lost on there. That's also where I've got a lot of my good homework assignments from college. That poor flash drive. If there's a way to recover a flash drive, let me know. Anyway, so I actually don't have the sermon part for you, but that's okay because the story is interesting enough. So like a lot of these stories, this one is taking place during high school. Okay. And I am a senior. Yeah, pretty sure I'm a senior in high school by this point. I went to a small Christian school here in Northwest Indiana. Uh, It's grown a bit since I have left, and it's also moved uh, a little bit in theology, in a good direction. Um, what a, When I was in high school, we comp- our school competed in a regional academic competition. I don't know if they still do or not, but this was a the gathering of several Christian schools in the state of Indiana at one location. Uh, we were out in South Bend, and we would get together for all things academic, rigorous competition, science fair, and uh, speech competitions, and Bible memorization, and music, a lot of different music comp- uh, competitions. And we would go and we would compete in these different things. And we could go watch the different performances, which basically is what we ended up doing with most of our time there, is watching all these musical performances. But hey, we got out of school for a day, so that was great. During my junior year, I was selected by my teachers to compete in the Bible memorization competition. Not like a, not like you writing it out type of thing but an oral performance. And this was, you were supposed to go up and engage the audience with a passage of scripture and you use your voice and tone and inflection and all those things to bring in the audience. And for whatever reason, they thought I was the one to do this. I don't know why. I was the Bible nerd. Maybe they were just banking on me being able to memorize all of the passages. I don't I don't know. Anyway, so I'm memorizing this passage and my well, it wasn't even a passage. It was several passages. My teacher picked out uh the story of Sennacherib and it was all broken up between various different passages of scripture and I I I was having a hard time. It was a very large it was a lot. It was a lot to memorize. And also, it just seemed very disjointed in my mind about what was going on. And then we get to the week of the competition, or maybe it was the week before, but we're like getting down to the wire, right? And it's finally starting to come together for me on having this 
large chunk of verses memorized when they found out that you're not allowed to memorize a number of different passages. You can only memorize one long continuous passage. So now I have like less than a week to re-memorize the whole thing, but in one chunk. And I, I, it was bad. Everyone did their best to lie to me to say that it wasn't that bad, but it was bad because now at this point I'm like crossing between the different uh, passages. Like I can't, I can't keep it all straight in my head anymore. So we go out to South Bend to do this competition. The person before me does amazing. And I know I'm going to go out there and bomb this. I know it's going to be bad. And I, I wish I did not have to do this. We're sitting there waiting for them to call me up to do my turn. And we're flipping through this pamphlet of all the different competitions and all the different times that they're taking place. So that way we knew what we could go listen to afterwards. And I'm just kind of mindlessly flipping the pages, trying to get my mind off of how bad I'm about ready to do this. And I, I'm looking and I see there's a preaching competition. I was like, oh, why didn't you tell me this? I look right at my teacher. And I'm like, what? why didn't you tell me there was a preaching competition? Everyone knew that I had preached a handful of times. I had done devotions at school, taught in chapel. Like I had done this plenty of times. I'd gotten feedback that it was enjoyable. I was in speech class at the time. Like everyone knew that I could do presentation skills stuff. And I'm like, well, this would have been more interesting to me. And I may have been able to do good at it. Also, I like doing the preaching. So I look at my teacher. I'm like, why didn't you tell me that there was a preaching competition? And she smiles, goes to answer. Then she furrows her brow, looks at the pamphlet, looks at me, looks at the pamphlet, and basically shrugs. Like, she didn't have an answer. My guess is, my school, again, at the time, I hope this isn't the case anymore, but at the time... My school is very steeped in tradition in everything, everything, the weirdest traditions, the stuff that didn't make sense, stuff that didn't matter. And my guess is, is that my school always competed in the preaching competition. No, excuse me, that my school never competed in the preaching competition, but that they always had someone doing the verse memorization competition. And so it wasn't even on their radar to look for the preaching competition, to look for something that I was actually skilled and gifted at. They were more so, okay, well, we always do this thing. Brandon, you're the closest thing to be able to do this thing. You do this. Rather than, okay, how do we play to everyone's strengths? Oh, there's a preaching competition. That's my guess about how this went down, because I never had a say in this from the get-go. I was told one day in English class, Brandon, you're memorizing all these passages of scripture for this competition. And I said, okay, I guess. (laughs) So yeah, so I go up there, I bomb it. It's horrible. It is not good. Next school year, senior year, they signed me up for the preaching competition. Thank you, man. There were three different, there were three different competitions. There was evangelical like an evangelistic sermon, a topical sermon, 
And there was a third one, and I don't remember what the third one is. And I can't remember which one I signed up for now. I think I did the evangelist, the uh, evangelical sermon. I believe that was the one I signed up for. Because at the time, I had preached a number of these types of sermons. Actually, next week's episode, I'm go- I, I, have the, I have the notes. I checked this time. Next week's episode, I'm going to talk about one of those evangelistic sermons and a great opportunity that I had to preach in front of probably the biggest, cr- biggest group I've ever preached in front of. But that's for next week. Anyway, so I think it was that group that I competed in the evangelistic sermon. And like I said, my passage was on John chapter 1, or excuse me, 1 John chapter 1, talking about light in the darkness. And I, that is far as I can get with my memory. I cannot remember anything else about what I preached on. I think I may have talked about how I was scared of the dark for most of my childhood, and I had a nightlight. I think that was part of the illustration. So, doesn't that, th- that make sense though, right? That I can't remember any of my own points, but I can remember the illustration, right? Like that's always what we remember from a sermon is the illustration. Anyway, so we get to the competition and I got my little, you know, my little suit on. You have to dress the part after all. And we're sitting there and I had practiced this sermon in class a number of times. And the guy in front of me, he does his sermon. And I remember I remember very specifically his sermon was the parable of the rich man and Lazarus, okay? And he goes up there and he preaches like a Baptist. You know what I mean? He preaches like a Baptist. Not that he started hooting and hollering and all that, but he said those Baptist things like the text says to me. Okay, nobody talks that way. I I have never said the text says to me. You know what? No one talks that way. Tell me one time that you sat on the couch next to your spouse or friend or whatever, and you're scrolling Facebook and you turn to your friend or spouse or whatever and said, the Facebook post says to me. Nobody talks that way. But he, he preached like a Baptist preacher in, in various regards. How he carried himself. A lot of the different uh, mannerisms, a lot of the different sayings, he hit a lot of those check marks. And now I'm starting to get a little worried because even when I was in high school, and especially now, Claire confirmed this for me, I don't preach like a Baptist preacher. I don't think I have, I don't think I necessarily fit into one specific preaching mold. Maybe somebody on the outside can confirm that for me. But I don't, I, even in high school, I didn't really preach like a Baptist preacher. Even though I had gone to Baptist churches, I, I didn't really preach like a Baptist preacher. Um, and now I'm getting worried because I'm starting to realize that maybe that's what I'm supposed to do. Because this guy, he's Baptist. And a lot of these schools are Baptist. And the really big church that this competition is being held in is Baptist. And all of the men judging this competition are Baptists. So I'm getting a little worried now that I'm going to go out there and I'm going to bomb it again. And I don't know if my teacher, same teacher as the previous year, was sensing that or what, but she she turned to me after this guy had finished and I'm kind of doing my final prep with my notes. She She turns to me and says, just go out there and preach like you normally do. 
Just go out there and preach like you normally do. Don't like, I don't know if she heard this guy and then knew how I preached and was like, oh yeah, Brandon doesn't sound like this at all. But she was really encouraging me not to worry about the competition, but to preach the message. Just go out there and preach the message. If you have to pretend that everyone in the room is unsaved, then do it. Just, just preach the message. And that's what I did. I went up there and I just preached my message. I preached the way that I did. Um, at the time, I think one of my classmates was unsaved. So I just kind of kept that in mind. And like I said, it was an evangelistic message. So I kept my, kept my, you know, focus on the gospel. So we get done. We finish up the competition. Um, we were hanging around and how it worked was as the day unfolded, there was like a section in this church's gym where all of the final scores and uh, placement were were posted. And afterwards, there was an award ceremony that took way too long. But we're, we're so in between competitions, we're just circling back, waiting for mine and my other classmates' results to be posted. And then it happened. The sign went up. My result. Drum roll, please. I got third place. And honestly, I didn't care. I mean, I was happy that I placed. I, I, but I was perfectly fine with the fact that I didn't come in first or second. My guess is that guy who went before me, he got first. But you know what? It's fine. I got third place. I am officially, as you are listening to this, I am officially the third best preacher that you know. I should put that somewhere on a social media bio. The third best preacher you know. I'll put it on a t-shirt someday. The third best preacher you know. And I was I was happy. We were they all celebrated me. It was great. It was a good time. And right now, I have no idea where that sermon is. And my guess is the little ribbon that I got is probably stuffed inside of a scrapbook somewhere in my mom's attic. That is, <laughs> that's where all that is. Years have gone by now. Like I said, I was a senior in high school, so that was like 2012. It's almost 10 years. Oh, my word. I've been out of high school for almost 10 years. Almost 10 years later. I have a lot of thoughts on this. I am, I, I've talked about this before. I'm, I'm not an ex-evangelical. I don't think that everything that the evangelical church does is wrong and unbiblical and a lot of what the other people in the ex-evangelical movement say. However, I do agree that there are times where we need to take a healthy step back and evaluate and say, why do we do the things that we do in the evangelical church? For example, why did I preach in a, why did I compete in a preaching competition? Can we just reflect on that for a second? I competed in a competition to score points and to win a ribbon based off of how I preached. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I don't have like, it doesn't give me the heebie-jeebies to think about, oh, I competed in this. I feel, I feel dirty doing that. Like, I don't, I don't feel that way about it. 
And this is you know, way further down on the list of things that the evangelical church here in America needs to address and needs to seek repentance on. But this is, this is on the list, isn't it? Why did I compete in a preaching competition? Why was that even an th- option? Why was that even a thing? It's one thing to have a preaching class. I have taken, a, I took a preaching class in college because the thing about the preaching class is that the, the grading of how you preach, yes, is part of the process. But the, the bigger, the, a, a lot more of the teaching aspect, the in-class time was spent on how to construct your notes, how to take notes, what materials you should be looking for, uh, you know, wrestling with questions of like how much value do you put on the original language, you know, things like that. Like that's what a lot of my, at least my preaching class was of, yes, they did grade me on how I taught, how I preached in the class, but it was a lot of teaching me how to write, teaching me how to write my notes, giving me tips on studying, things like that. How Basically, how to help you do the technical manual work in preaching. And I'm cool with that. I think that is a necessary part. Preaching is weird. I think I talked about that when I talked about my the first sermon I ever preached. Preaching is weird because there is a level that it is a skill that you can kind of observe. You know, if you've been in church your whole life, you can kind of get the idea of like what it is to preach, how, the mechanics of doing the act of preaching. It's this, it's the studying and the note writing and formulating, you know, exegeting the text correctly and formulating your opinions on the, on what is being said in the text and through the, what you're studying. That's the part that takes, you know, the behind the scenes work that you need to learn how to do. But a preaching competition, I don't know how I feel about that now. You're you're not just like you're not helping someone become a better preacher like this class was trying to do. You're not trying to smooth out edges. You're not trying to help people learn skills and habits for later in their ministry. You're you're grading them to give them an award. Should preaching be awarded? Should preaching be rewarded to people I don't know I don't I don't think so and it's so hard because preaching is obviously the most the most obvious the most um what am I trying to say here it's the most obvious the most you know part of pastoral ministry now there's people out there who think that that's like it and there's so much more to pastoral ministry. This is the public. That's what I'm trying to say. This is the most public part of a pastoral's ministry is standing in front of a bunch of people for 20 to 45 minutes, depending on the person in the church, talking about God's word. Should it be rewarded, though? This is the part that we begin to idolize of certain men. This is the part that we, you know, rate pastors on. As how well that they preach. If they preach in a style that we enjoy, should it be rewarded? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think it should be 
a competition. I don't think. It's weird. I don't think it should be a competition, though. Because, And part of the reason I say that is because that guy who went in front of me, I don't know him. I, I This is judgmental. But it really seemed like he knew what to do. You know what I mean? Like, he knew what to say, how to say it, how to preach the way that they were looking to judge. They were He was playing to the judges, is what I'm trying to say here. In the meantime, I'm, you know, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do my thing. And I scored lawyer, lower. I still placed. But it makes me wonder, if I would have went out there and preached the way that the judges would want me to preach, would I have gotten silver? Would I have I gotten the first place ribbon? ribbon? That's, it's so interesting. These are the thoughts that keep me up at night. No. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. And it's a good conversation starter now. And I, I, like I said, I don't think that this is necessarily the thing that's wrong with the evangelical church in America. It's one of the many things that maybe we should like, hey, why, why does this even exist? It shouldn't. I don't think it should. That's where I landed at. But hey, you can always tell me what you think, like I said earlier, by heading over to Facebook or over to our account on Anchor, where you can leave us word messages or voice messages, whichever you prefer. And let me know what you think. Is it, should Christian schools have academic competitions that involve preaching? Let me know what you think in on or are you even commenting on the link of this episode let me know what you think sorry i don't have an actual sermon for you today but hey we're hitting the time mark anyway so that's good i it's fine right you're okay with that uh please later rate and review the show on whatever podcast platform that you are streaming this episode from please rate and review the show it helps generate me to other people who might say, oh, this looks interesting. And hey, let tell someone you know about this episode. This is a hot topic, or at least I'm trying to make it a hot topic. Preaching competitions. Should they happen? Should they exist? Is it of the devil? It's not of the devil. But, you know, share it around. See what other people think. Get the conversation started. Um, I think that's it for the business. Oh, and uh, duh. If you want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at just.brandon.k, K as in the letter K, okay? Next week, we got the final episode in the uh, Revisiting My Old Sermons, and then, like I said, taking a few weeks off, so that way I can enjoy my Saturday mornings a little bit more. And uh, going to do a little bit of some more formatting changes as we go through, help grow the show, help make it better and more tolerable to listen to. Uh, but until next time, I'm Brandon Knight. Keep on studying.